Life can always use more Cedar Point. And right now, you can get more Cedar Point for less with the Fun Day Bundle. Each bundle saves you more than 35% on admission, parking, and dining for one low price. That means more coasters like Steel Vengeance and Millennium Force, and even more excitement with the Cedar Point Parade and Spectacular. But you better hurry because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio Welcome to the X-Zone A place where fact is fiction And fiction is reality Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell And good evening, one and all, and welcome to the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I am your host. I am your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network. Um, iHeart and Mutual Broadcast Network. And I'd also like to say hello to all our listeners who are listening to us on AM 1600 KOHI in Oregon. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at com on all social media sites, TV. And if you'd like to check out the broadcast schedule we have at the Exxon Broadcast Network that is available to you 24-7-365 with our compliments, visit www.xzbn.net. My guest tonight is a gentleman we've had the pleasure of having on the show before. His name is Tom Lombrazo. Tom was living a normal life when on February the 2nd, 2001, while driving a car at 60 miles per hour on the expressway, a strong male voice from his vacant passenger seat said, slow down to 35. Tom followed that advice, and it saved his life in a terrible two-car accident second later. From that moment on, his life would change dramatically. Tom turned out to be uh, Tom's voice that he heard turned out to be Archangel Michael. Michael came into his bedroom and in 2005 at 1:30 and lifted the bed several times. Later that morning, Tom had his first vision of Archangel on his horse with a sword, the first of hundred visions. Then in 2008 in Sedona, Arizona, Michael came in a cloud overhead and he captured it in photographs. He had his proof to tell others. Since then, Tom has published three books on incredible clouds with which he resonates as they are the messengers. Now Tom, with his wife Carolyn, have published their fourth book called The Magic of Finding Love and Peace, which delves into their many spiritual experiences over the past 17 years. And uh, for more information on Tom, visit his website at www.whenangelstouch.com. And uh, Tom, welcome back to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob. I'm so honored to be on again. Nice talking to you, Tom. Uh, for the listeners who may not have had the opportunity of listening to you the last time you were on, share a little bit more about that, that day going back to 2001 where you heard this voice coming from a vacant seat. What did you think? 
Well, let me first say, Rob, that, um, you know, I was a normal guy at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was working hard full time and uh, didn't expect anything like this. I'm alone in my Jeep. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm going 60 and um, this huge, very loud voice said, slow to 35. And I looked all around and it was in, it came from my passenger seat, mm-hmm. but there's nobody there. It was so strong. I basically said to myself, this seems important. I better do it. <laughs> now I could have ignored it, right? Sure. I'd be dead right now. So I wouldn't be talking, but I did listen to it. And I think that's an important point since listen to the messages that you might get. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, big two car crash occurred as some people pulled in front of me. I had no way to stop. And we went blew through an intersection, and um, a CHP officer came within 10 minutes, and he said, sir, after I told him the story, he said, sir, you'd be surely dead if you were going 60. That made my ears perk up a bit, and I was wondering, who was this? Well, um, as you said earlier, um, I, was, um, I was trying to figure out what this was about, and I couldn't figure it out. Three months later, at a function, a woman came up to me who I did not know and said, Tom, um, you need to journal every day. Things are going to happen to you because your life is going to change. She was right, and the only way I can explain that woman is that she was an angel in human form. There's no other way. And then uh, 2005, as you said, an angel, the angel came into my room with my wife we're sleeping at 1 30 mm-hmm. in the morning and the bed is lifting up about a foot and dropping up and back up and back up and back for about 20 seconds three lights in the room were going on and off at the same time including one that wasn't even plugged in well then it stopped of course we thought there was a burglar or someone tried to kill us of course everything was locked up in our house so it took us about an hour to decompress from all that trying to figure out what it was mm-hmm. could not explain it and when I first started to go to sleep, I closed my eyes. And, Rob, you might remember the old TVs in the 50s, perhaps. When you turned it on, there was a bright yep. light in the center, and it expanded out. And that's how the vision started. And it expanded out to the angel, angel perpendicular to me. Uh, in brilliant color, I could see such definition better than any TV we have today. Mm-hmm. And then he changed to being the angel on a horse with a sword and uh, shield. Um, the next day, I felt so compelled to figure out who exactly this was, because I really didn't know, And uh, other than it was an angel. And I went to the bookstore. The first book I looked at that said angels on the side, I pulled it out. I randomly turned to somewhere in the middle, and lo and behold, it had to be, <laughs> not by chance, but... Uh, lo and behold, is an illustration of exactly what I saw, is the angel with a sword on a horse, Archangel Michael. So now I knew exactly who it was. And that was later confirmed in 2008 when my wife, and, my wife Caroline and I were in Sedona. We're walking a labyrinth, and all of a sudden the clouds start to swirl in a circle above us. And then it popped out, this figure of a, of a humanoid figure uh, on top of a horse with a sword. And so I was able to take pictures of that, and that's been in all our books. It was Archangel Michael, again, confirmed, and now I had proof, visual proof, that I could say to people, you know, you don't have to believe my story. You can just look at it, and you determine. Uh, I never force this on anybody because we all have different opinions, but I have a lot of proof of things. And uh, subsequent to all these things, um, I have a lot of proof in, in through photography of my story, and you'll see that in our latest book, a lot of stories with photographic proof. Why do you think Archangel Michael picked you? Well, you know, um, Archangel Michael is with a lot of people. I am, I am absolutely, everyone I talk to, not everyone, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. a lot of people I talk to are affiliated with Michael. Um, and they're given certain jobs. We have been given a certain job or jobs to do on this planet, and uh, we're here to help people and uh, express love and to help save this planet as much as we can. So there, there's work to do, 
and we found this out over the years as we've explored things that Michael has asked us to go. We've gone across the world in travels that he's asked us to do, and we would not willy-nilly go ahead and travel around the world for nothing. We get messages to go. So um, I don't think I'm the only one for sure. That's what I'm saying. But yet the the number of people who come forward and talk about any connection that they have with Mar- Archangel Michael or any other angel, whether it be an archangel or not, or a guardian angel, are very few. Why do you think that is? Uh, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, in my experience, a lot of people have these kind of mm-hmm. uh, things happen to them, yet they're very reluctant to talk about it because you know what? People are going to call them crazy. I don't care about that. Um, and frankly, when I developed the proof, then I uh, was able to write the books. But, you know, um, I'm a person that you have to show me. And they have shown me that um, I can have this proof and I can uh, show it through our website, through our books and so forth. But most of, most of the people I talk to, they say, you know, I've had kind of an experience like that. And I said, well, why don't you talk about it? And they say, well, you know, um, I'm, I'm worried what people are going to think of me. So that's a big contributor to the silence. One of the things I'm doing this for is to help break that silence. Um, the more people speak out about it, mm-hmm. um, I think there'll be less fear. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Now, <laughs> listen, you and I have to take a commercial break. Please stand by, uh, Tom. Exonation, our guest this hour is Tom Lombrazo. Visit his website. He's got some great pictures there, and his website is www.whenangelstouch.com. That's www.whenangelstouch.com. Don't forget, this coming Thursday, the um, the new edition of the X Chronicles newspaper is going to be available at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. And just give me a sec here, Exonation. Um... The last edition was downloaded in 1,222 known cities around the world with 1,498 unidentified cities. So when you look at those figures, wow, that equates to about 7.9 million downloads. It's not too bad, eh? Because people dare to believe and they dare to be heard. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Don't forget that website, www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. Tom and I will be back after this short break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell? The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Gwilda Wiaka's latest book, The Science of Magic, Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is the first book in a series based on her writings that open every episode of the Science of Magic radio show. Drawing on the subject matter of each guest and armed with over 40 years experience in shamanism, 35 years in alternative health, and degrees in psychology and religious studies, Gwilda introduces relevant and leading-edge information that supports spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Rich with wisdom and inspirational quotes packaged in digestible segments, this is a book that will pull you from cover to cover. It will also serve as a daily inspirational reading for years to come. The Science of Magic Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is available at our website, tsompublications.com, amazon.com, and wherever fine books are sold. 
Back in Victorian England, a famous theologian posed a perplexing riddle. Why are the two top personalities in the Bible tagged with the numbers 7 and 11? Academics agree the answer is found in the stunning discovery of a hitherto secret Bible structure explained in a new book called The Genesis Grid. The discovery is so simple that preschool children could illustrate it. Certain claims are hugely controversial and may offend some, but at the X-Zone, we've studied this awesome new book and agree with one expert, and I quote, These discoveries appear to be beyond coincidence. So who or what hid this wonderful pattern in the Bible and what might they do next? Find out more, X-Zone Nation, and read reviews on www.genesisgrid.co.uk. That's www.genesisgrid.co.uk. Welcome back, everyone. Tom Lombrazo is my very special guest this hour. We've had the pleasure of having Tom on the show before. People love angels. I love angels. You know, in a world of so much negativity, it's so great to hear these positive stories. The proof is in the pudding. And I'll tell you something. People around the world are talking about angels. So whether you're a skeptic or a believer, do me a favor. Go to Tom's website, www. WhenAngelsTouch.com. Tom, uh, you you told us about two of the experiences or three of the experiences that that you justly call evidence proof. What else can you share with us? Well, I think um, I think we should talk a little bit about our new book. Well, I the cover of it. Okay, but I'd like you to get a few more experiences before we do that, Tom. Okay. Um, well, um, when we were in um, Sedona, Arizona, on 11 11 11 2011, we met two women, um, and on the night before, at the uh, Navajo um, Reservation Hotel, uh, they are called The View, and um, we had a wonderful time in the Monument Valley. Well, these two women came up out of nowhere, and they sat next to us, and they started talking and didn't think much of it. We shared some stories. The next day, we head off to Sedona, which was four and a half hours away. Uh, we have a, a friend there we hooked up with, mm-hmm. and later in the day, we it was so crowded there, we decided to go on the fringe of the city and have some pizza. We go into a place called Pizza's Pizza. Well... It was pretty crowded. There were two tables left. We walked in. We grabbed one table. There were three of us. And I'm, I'm situated where I can see the people coming through the door. And they're starting to line up. And all of a sudden, these two ladies show up. Now, one of the ladies was 92 years old. The other was her daughter in her 60s. Uh, I ran up to them, and I hugged them. And I said, hello. And I, I said to myself, how could this be? How could they know? We're four and a half hours away. How could they be here at this particular moment, at this particular place? And so I hugged them, and I talked to them, and the, and the 90-year-old woman said, Tom, you must do this for me. Very important. I said, what? She said, promise, promise. Okay, I promise, I said. She said, you have to look up Julian of Norwich, N-O-R-W-I-C-H, Julian, J-U-L-I-A-N, of Norwich, and you must read this story. I promised her, and I did that night on my iPad. Well, Julian was a woman that lived in the little church of Norwich, England, in a small room in the 1300s when everyone was dying of the plague. Mm -hmm. She got it at 30 years old, and she was given the last rites, but eventually survived into her 70s, only because something happened. Apparently, according to her, Jesus came to her for 16 times and told her, Many things, and one of the things that she they told her was um, about divine love, and meaning that divine love is um, the love of all creation, 
everything. And she explained that Jesus held out a nut in his hand and said, look at the purity of this creation, the amazement of this creation. Well, she ended up writing several books, which she was really the first published author in England. Well, that was the message, was to spread divine love. And that's what was told to me. Now, uh, I can only explain that those two women were angels in human form again. There's no other explanation for their appearance in my book. But how, how, much of the, how much of this is based on your, your belief that you want it so much that you actually believe it? For example, these two ladies walking into a pizzeria, even though it was four hours away from Sedona, that could be coincidence. That doesn't mean they're angels. How, how do you make that leap unless it's a leap of faith? Why would they tell me this message? Well, you were talking to them. You, you were talking to them the night before, right? Not and about did, that. Not, not about anything like that. But okay, so, so I, I, you know what? Let Let's stick to the idea. All right, and I'm having a bit of a problem here trying to understand how you made the conclusion or or what gave you the way of looking at these two ladies, one who's 92, the other who's 60, as angels. I mean, the only thing that happened was you met them in a pizzeria that was about four hours from Sedona, and, and they gave you, uh, she asked you to look at something, you look something up. So how? Yes. So how, where does the angel come in? I, I don't understand that. You have to trust me a little bit, because if when I was talking to them the night before, mm-hmm. you would be amazed at the 92-year-old. She acted like 30 years old. And there's no possible explanation in my mind, given what I was talking to them about and their ability to communicate flawlessly and then to uniquely be in a place so far away at the exact same time is very, very unusual, you have to admit. Oh, it's unusual. I agree. I agree. But synchronicity and coincidences are usually unusual. Yes, and they usually have a reason. Not all the time. So, Not all the time. Once again. Okay, I'll give you another story. I'll give you another story. Uh, my wife and I were in uh, London mm-hmm. uh, in 2008, and we purposely went to the Peace Pagoda there and had a good time and meditated mm-hmm. there. And about 15 minutes later, we walked out of there onto the normal public streets. All of a sudden... There in front of us was a charm, you know, you might have on your uh, bracelet, on the sidewalk, only that one charm that was a peace dove. Okay. Why? Maybe you know, somebody lied. Lots of those things happen. But once again, how much of this is based on your want to believe? This is, this is, this is what... based I, on... It's based on my experiences. It's not just one experience. It's based on many, many, many experiences. Why would I have so many experiences? Maybe because you're looking for them. Why do I see some incredible clouds like no one's ever seen? Well, I can I can relate to that. The psychi- the, the the psychological ink blot test. You show the ink blot to find, you know different people. They see different things. So when they see the same thing as me. What are, you, what are you thinking? I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> all I'm so do, all clouds I... that, you can look in my book, and mm-hmm. the clouds show, for example, a man sitting in his chair with his arms on the arms of the chair, or a man with a cigar on his, in his mouth. Um, so many different ones. Obviously, right. some that are angelic, some that are not angelic, some that are alien, some that are represent animals that have just mm-hmm. passed. Some, for example, one that just after I talked to my mom's sister, who was in her late uh, 70s mm-hmm. at the time, uh, and my mom had died a couple years earlier, well, the sister asked me for a loan of money, right. which she never, never would do before. I agreed to do it. I hung up. I walked out my backyard, and there's a cloud that has a huge, absolutely perfectly formed heart. That was my mom saying, hey, thank you. 
where do you draw where where, or, do you, where do you draw the line between seeing something with your own interpretation? We know that the that the that the mind and the brain fill in the blanks based on what you want that image to be. So where do you draw the line between that and what what you think you saw? What did other people see the same thing as you saw it? Um, when I photographed it, and I could see the photograph, yes. Yeah. So let me and, ask. Let me ask. I, I, I agree with you to some extent. It is an inkblot test. Many mm-hmm. people see different things on the right. clouds. No question about it. When they see the same thing, how do you interpret that? And, and they see these in your book, right? The different things in your book and on your website. Yeah, there's there's a couple hundred cloud photographs in the mm-hmm. book, which are yeah. very unique. Many of them are angelic uh, angels. Mm-hmm. Some of them are animals. Some of them are people. Some of them are aliens. Why do you see all of these and not other people? Well, I think the answer to that is I'm open to it. Um, I began to see things in 2006 mm-hmm. um, when I go on a run, and all of a sudden I see an image in a sidewalk. I take a photograph of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen people in the sidewalks and right. I photograph them. They're in some of my other books. Well, I started to open up when we went to Peru in 2007. I'm on the train going to Cusco and I see three images um, of a one of a condor, one of uh, a cat, right. and one of them a snake. Well, those are the three gods of the Inca. Why was I being shown that? I don't know. I was looking. Many people don't look. That's a, one big answer. People look straight or they look down. They don't look up. When they look at my books, they, one comment that people say is, I have to look up now. I have to see what you're seeing. And I think that's part of why I've been gifted, gifted with this, which is to help people awaken. And that's what happened to me when I got in the accident. All right, stand by, Tom. We've got to take our break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation, Tom Lombrazo is our guest. And Tom and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. ABS Media The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213 213- 
401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Tom Lombrazo is our guest this, this hour, Exonation, www.whenangelstouch.com. Tom, how do you think these forms are cloud? How do, they, how, do they, how do these clouds form in these images when you are beneath them? How do you think they're formed? I think they're formed by maybe several things. One would be uh, someone's mind. Uh, our minds have tremendous power. Um, to You've probably heard of remote healing. It's a similar kind of thing where you can throw your uh, intention out with your mind's uh, thoughts. I think there are angels at work on some of them uh, to send us a message. I even think that there are alien species that um, have that ability that uh, I think there's no question that we have aliens on this planet and um, uh, around us. So I think there are various vehicles for it. Um, when they get so precise that you cannot dispute what they're talking, what they're showing, then I think you have to kind of agree that something is creating that. Why do you publish your books? Well, I'm here to, sh to share um, mm -hmm. some remarkable things that happened to my wife and I. Right. And I go back to that woman that said in 2001 to actually journal, which I earnestly did every day. And then these things, I mean, I didn't know these things were going to happen. Right. But as they happened, I learned to take pictures. My camera is always with me. Right. And, uh, and to document the things that happened. Um, these are always surprises mm -hmm. that happen to you. And so we've been very fortunate. Tell me about the um, the person you saw on your trip to Egypt shape, shapeshift into a reptilian being. Yes, uh, this person was a woman, and we had just gotten into our first hotel, and our group just sat down at various tables. Mm -hmm. uh, they're all round tables, held about eight people each, and I wanted to say hello to this person, uh, and I walked over to her, and um, I tapped her on the shoulder to get her attention, and she turned her head. She changed from human to reptilian instantly. Scared the heck out of me. And I walked back to my own table. <laughs> and um, I had, you know, I've heard about these and read about these a long time, but to actually see one... It's pretty scary. Did anyone else see her transform into a reptilian? No, not that I'm aware of, no. no Did you have any contact with her for the rest of the time you were there? Yeah, as a human. Yeah. In fact, uh, she was one of the leaders of the group, her and her husband. Hmm. And um, uh, as the trip progressed uh, over the days, um, they were very... Uh, 
suspect of me because I was talking to people about all these things that were happening to me and showing them things, and uh, they didn't like that. Uh, I also understand that you are visited or you have an Acturian alien being in your meditations. Uh, many, actually. Uh, they come in. Um, I have three psychics I work with and some healers, and um, they come in through them. They channel in through them, particularly in a healing situation. They come in to uh, heal or change my body. Over the years, I've had many particularly from 2005 to 2010, I would wake up in the morning with marks on my body, red marks, um, different shapes and forms. Some were bleeding. Um, and um, the last one I had in 2009 was huge on my back, on my right shoulder, mm -hmm. and it was bright red, and it looked like a, a waffle iron had burned me, that kind of pattern. And I, I took myself over to my psychic, who was very good, and I said, do you have any understanding what this is about? And they said, they said to her, through her, um, you passed your initiation. So I didn't know I was going for an initiation, but that's what they said. So I was put through a lot of weird stuff in the early 2000s, some, some of it very difficult for me. Why do you work with psychics? Well, it started after the the angel came in the car in 2001. I was trying to figure out what happened to me. So I went to a number of psychics, everyone I could see. Can you give me any information? Can you tell me what happened? Can you tell me who this was? And I wasn't getting satisfactory answers until, um, you know, of course, Michael came in 2005 in our bedroom. And then I happened upon in 2006 a psychic here uh, near Sacramento, California, who uh, nearby where I live, and uh, she predicted, the first meeting she predicted that um, I would go to the Southwest in six months, and then I would travel internationally the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, I was not going to be doing that in my mind, and I was not uh, going to be traveling because I was working the whole time, day and night. Sure. So, um, but she was absolutely right, happened exactly that way, and we've been traveling internationally since 2007. And we will continue to do so. Um, so um, I learned through trial and error that I have three psychics that have been incredible. One of them predicted that, well, told me I had to go to the island of uh, Big Island of Hawaii because they have something to show me. You have to go to where the lava meets the ocean. And I didn't know what that meant, but she, so I, we went. Mm -hmm. And we went right to the lava and saw the water. The water, I mean, the lava hit the water and all the steam, you know, and it would be like amorphous steam. And then it transformed all of a sudden into a spiral. And then the spiral turned into a huge God-looking being with a huge belly, huge arms, a big face, a hooked nose. It was huge. It's in our book. Now, how, why were they showing me that? How did the psychic know? I don't know how psychics know anything, because whenever it comes to an earth-shattering event, they always miss it. So in my book, psychics have no validation whatsoever. No psychic, uh, no psychic said anything about 9-11. No psychic said anything about any of the school shootings. So what good is a psychic? Well, you're right on a lot of that. And there are some bad psychics. That's why I did a lot of trial and error. But there are some people that are gifted, and they do get communication from various forms. So my situation is proof that these have been incredibly accurate. Once again, it's based on your opinion, right? It's based... And experience and documentation and photos. Now, have when you, when you take these photos... Do you take them to experts to see what, let's say, a meteorologist would say, what a climatologist would say? Well, um, I know what many, if not most, uh, climatologists would say or meteorologists would say, are you crazy? <laughs> but then do you, how do you explain these things? You know, uh, these images are incredible. So I'm not worried about mm -hmm. that. You know, the traditional thought process of many of the theorists in our, our planet have been proven wrong. I'll give you an example. How many times have the climatologists 
told you that uh, seas would rise a certain amount. And then six months later, it said, uh-oh, it's going to rise even more. And then they changed their mind, and uh-oh, it's going to change even more. So it's not a precise science, obviously, for many of these people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to learn. When you and your wife go traveling around the world, what do you do? Well, we're not tourists first. Okay. We're following a message. And, um, and of course, the tourism is really great, too. Sure. Um, you know, we've gone to Ireland, England, mm-hmm. Italy several times. We've been brought there. Um, and um, uh, Egypt, of course, Australia, uh, Hawaii several times uh, for these purposes, Peru. Uh, and we're being called to go some more places in the near future. But, but I so, mean, what do you do when you're there? If, if you're not there um, as tourists, what, what, what role do you play? Well, the message comes in, and it's different every time, of course. So when, they, when we were sent to England, they said, mm-hmm. you have to go to Archangel Michael's ley line. I'm sure you know about the ley lines. Sure. And, and uh, we had to follow it. We had to go to Glastonbury. We had to go to Stonehenge. Um, and uh, we're, we're being told to go to these places. And when we go, mm-hmm. um, we leave crystals in those places. Um, we leave our presence. We do ceremony. Right. Um, we... You know, 17 years ago, I would never have thought I'd be doing this. This is not something that um, I ever thought would be logical for me to do. But uh, my entire opinion has changed based on my experiences. So I know our minds are tremendous vehicles for understanding and creation of different things and following messages and so forth. So we go um, to different places. For example, we went to Paris. Uh, I think it was 2012 or 13 in France and so forth. And then we came back, and in November of that year, a couple of months later, I'm out running, and I swear to you, I got a message that felt like it was typed in my forehead, and it said, go to Paris, so strongly. I ran home, I said to my wife, well, we've got to go to Paris again. Hmm. <laughs> so that turned into a trip. We, as the trip evolved before we went, uh, the, the itinerary evolved through messages that I had to go here and I had to go there. Well, we ended up in that trip. We went up to a place. Um, um, I'm trying to remember the name. A small town south of Paris. All right, Tom. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a little while to think of that name because we've got to go for our final break. Yeah. Exo Nation. Tom Lombrazo is our guest. And don't forget, Exo Nation. Uh, this coming Thursday, www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com is the place to go. Some super articles, including the FBI's shame. The agency dropped the ball when it came to a mass murderer. Just some of the articles that we'll be featuring, including Operation Paperclip. You won't believe what we are going to be letting you, the Exxon Nation, know. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Exxon Radio Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. 
Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Welcome back, everyone. Tom Lombrazo is our guest this hour, www. You have your pencils and paper ready? Okay. WhenAngelsTouch.com. Tom, when you get these messages uh, to go to these different places, uh, do they come from the angels? Uh, I think they're primarily coming from Archangel Michael. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to clarify that. Uh, okay, so tell us about your new book. Okay. Um, I didn't intend to do a book. <laughs> I had done three, mm-hmm. and I w- didn't know really why I would do another one. And anyway, so um, we were running out of copies of our last one, which was called Simply Angelic. And um, as I was on my computer, I started getting messages that you have to do another book. Um, then my friend in San Francisco called, who is a channeler, and he said, I just got a message. You have to do another book. And you have to include your cloud pictures from your first three books in this fourth book, for some reason, as well as your new cloud photos, but also all your stories. So I went about doing that. Mm -hmm. Well, the cover is so unique, and I had never planned this cover. We went to Italy. We wanted to go to um, Milan to see the Last Supper uh, mural, and uh, we ended up uh, eventually going to Venice. But on the way, we stopped in a place called Padua or Padua, um, Italy, which has um, it's a major university there. Like I think Galileo was educated there. Anyway, St. Anthony's Basilica is there. It's a huge facility. Hundreds of thousands of people go a year to get healed. Well, we went in there, and I, I got the message to walk down the left aisle, not the center aisle, the main aisle. I walked down to the end, and there was an all a small um, uh, altar area for that. Uh, aisle. Mm-hmm. And it's very dark there. And, however, then I got a message to take a picture of a large uh, painting on the wall, which I did, and I took another picture of the general area. I didn't see anything at all. And it was so dark, I figured nothing would come out. And this was with my iPhone. The next day, I opened up my phone, and here is a picture of two light beings there. Uh, one over the painting, and, it, and the painting has an angel in it, and the light's coming down from the angel to form this larger light being, and the other light being is more in the back. And I was amazed, so I sent that by email to two of my psychics, and independently both said, the one in the back is Mother Mary, and the one on the picture is Mary Magdalene. So that became the cover. It's very astounding. Um, some people criticize it. They're saying, well, you know, that light's coming through the window. Well, it's mm-hmm. not possible. The light uh, in the windows is much, much darker. These beings are very, very bright. Anyway, that's the front and back cover of our book. It's remarkable. And being able to be led to this place is remarkable to take this. So I, I haven't seen many pictures of light beings like this. Who are these light beings? 
All I can tell you is what my psychics say, Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary. And it makes sense because it's the place of healing. But, I mean, who are these light beings? I, used, I, I understand that you said they were, they were Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene. Mary but Mag- but yeah. why are they light beings? Why aren't you calling them angels? Why aren't you calling them spirits? Why light beings? Well, there's many things we don't know. For example, my dad communicates with me. Mm-hmm. He passed in 2011. I asked him, where is he? I said, are you in the fourth dimension? He said, no, I'm not. I said, well, where are you? He said, well, I'm somewhere in between. And I, and I said, well, many people see, they, people see him in his house, walking around or in his yard still, or sitting on the sofa. And I said, but, you know, where are you? And he says, well, if you go to the fourth dimension, you lose your body. I didn't want to lose my body. So there's an explanation as to there's various sorts of ways to exist in the afterlife. And I think you probably know there are many dimensions of existence, maybe all the way up to 12 and 13. We're in the third. Uh, Many of these aliens that you cannot see are in the fifth and sixth dimension. Um, That's the way I've come to understand it, and that's the way I believe at this point. There's no better explanation I know of. What about the explanation that these may all be figment figments of our imagination that we're creating these in our mind and our mind's eye in order to accept our reality as we understand it to make it much more grander than it really is? Well, I guess you could say that, but then you could say the our whole existence and the earth itself is a, is an illusion. Well, there there are those <laughs> I mean, we who. Can say it. There are those who say <laughs> there are those who say that already. I don't prescribe to it. You know, it's. I know when I pick myself, it hurts. <laughs> so I know, you know. I call this. I call in my book uh, the Earth the pain planet, because we all have pain in one form or another, and then pain makes us do things. Pain makes us strive to mm-hmm. get better. Pain makes us do particular tasks. Right. Pain may make us to do otherwise. So um, I think I think we all can pinch ourselves and figure out we're real. Right. Uh, I I agree with you. I I'm not one who prescribes to the the other ways that people look at this world of ours. I'm a very I I need evidence. You know, I've been doing this show for 28 years now, and over the years I have heard so many phenomenal things. But when it comes down to the point of proof, next to none, whether it's Bigfoot, whether it's ghosts, whether it's UFOs, whether it's alien abductions, lake monsters, these mysteries have a way of solving themselves as we progress and we learn more about ourselves. So where do you think your guidance is going to be taking you on your journey? Well, I have to tell you that um, why I did this book Mm -hmm. was to explain what's happened to us. Right. It's a transformation of of sorts. And we were fortunate enough to document many of the little stories and Mm -hmm. big stories that have happened over the years to kind of prove that um, something does exist for people that want to or can transform into a more spiritual life. Not something that we planned, uh, uh, Rob. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's something that happened that forced uh, was forced upon us, actually, through the accident. Um, and we've learned a great deal from it. And the stuff that happens seems to be correct based on what, um, what we've seen, what we photographed. I think you'll probably agree that this book is unique in that there's lots of stories with a lot of photographs proving these things and these documenting them. Well, I, once again, I think it's a matter of interpretation on what the person wants to see or how the person perceives it. I look at cloud gazing as ink, test, ink blot test in the sky. Once again, you can have a group of children and each, ask each children what they, child what they see in the cloud, and they're going to give you different answers. Well, I agree with you. I yeah. agree with that part of it. But then I have an overwhelming 
number of cloud photos that are so unique. Um, I think it's hard to dispute. Okay, but let me ask uh, you this question. Why, going on. why are you only getting these messages in clouds? Why not in something I'm concrete? Not, I'm, getting, I'm not getting them just in clouds. I'm getting them in all kinds of forms. I get messages all kinds of ways. I get, the, I get messages through when something is correct that mm -hmm. I'm doing, I get a buzzing in my left ear. How I met my wife when I was 17 and she was 15 is I was driving down the street and I had a, a, a woman's voice very softly say, you have to stop. I was very shy at that time, but that voice made me stop. And I asked her out at that very second. Right. And we announced we went out the next day, and 51 years later, we're still together. All right, but over here, you know, I, what I don't understand now is the very first thing that you tell in, your, in the information that you send us was going to February the 2nd, 2001. Why wouldn't you put how you met your wife there first? Well, um, I thought that really, I mean, I didn't have very many experiences in the early times. I mean, that was about it. But I, I, under, then, I understand that. I understand that. But why, here would I, you, why, would I start, why would I start with that when, when the real incident of awakening was on, in 2001? But you also just said, that you just said that you had heard this voice telling you to stop. Yes. Now, who was that voice? I don't know, but here you tell us about Tom was living a normal life when on February 2nd, 2001, while driving 60 miles an hour on an expressway. Okay, that, that's great, but why didn't I would have put that first or included that information in here to show, give some validity? Because. Why would you believe that? Why would you believe that over anything else? I mean, I can't document that. All I can tell you what happened. And there are so many other things I haven't put in the book. Yeah. When do I stop? I could do 500 pages, but I end up with 300. Well, all right, Tom, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. Um, Exxon Nation, here we have another one of ink block testing. We showed these pictures to, uh, to different people. And the answers we got varied couple did see angels, couple saw other things. Like I said, ink blot test. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I don't know, when somebody tells me that they listen to psychics and all this information is coming from psychics, and then towards the end of an interview he says that he met his wife after hearing a voice, instead of doing that at the beginning, red flags, my friends, red flags, I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. 
We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.